Uh, how many of you go by your middle name? Arlene. Uh, uh, how many of you uh, go have multiple names that you have gone by growing up? Have you had different names? I know when I talk to Burmese, and I've had to fill out some applications, and, and I, I can't ever figure out how many names that, that Burmese people have. Um, there's the name that you have among your people, and then there's sort of your Christian name, but then there's your name that the United Nations gave you to protect your families. Is this right? Lots of names. Sometimes I'll ask about one person in the Burmese community and I'll get this confused look even though they've introduced me to that person by that name but that's not what they call each other. Uh, and so names are really confusing. Names uh, are also really significant. Um, my wife and I worked for a long time with a lot of kids and so when we were having our own kids it was really hard to pick a name that didn't have um, a bad memory associated with it. My wife was a school teacher and I was a youth pastor and there was all of these names that we liked and when one of us would suggest a name, the other would go, oh no, that kid was awful. And so we had a really hard time and so living in America, we picked very ethnic names. No one we knew uh, in America had the name Bjorn uh, and, and it's a family name. There's couple of other Bjorns in Norway we've met they've stood together and the three little bears took a picture because his name literally translate bear so it was cute uh, and then Annika uh, and so uh, we didn't have to contend with too many other people but uh, there is this idea of a name being really really significant and I want to share with you a quick verse about the significance of a name and the verse comes to us out of 2nd Samuel chapter 12 verses 24 and 25. Now let me just give you a little context around this. In the ancient Near East a name was more than a personal identification. We have a name so that we can be identified from another person makes sense. But in the ancient Near East, in biblical times, someone's name was not just for identification purposes. It was going to be capture the essence of an individual. And so a lot of times names were decided after they were born. Did anyone give birth to children not knowing what you were going to call your children? Usually it's something you talk about and plan for but the idea was was that there was going to be something that happened maybe the way God spoke when the child was born and that would mark the child's life so a name was often associated with an action a name was often associated with a promise a name was often associated with a revelation and so there was something not just we anticipate this new life, this overwhelming, this new change of pace. But when a, a child was born, there was going to be this anticipation that God was going to reveal something, which is kind of cool. So, I don't know how, about you, how you do with naming, but there is this child that's being born to King David. 
we, most people know about King David. King David was a man after God's own heart. King David was a worshiper. King David played lots of instruments and he sang. He was, he was a psalmist. He was a lyricist. He would be a songwriter in Austin, probably playing one of the big stages at Austin City Limits. He was one of the big musicians of his era. And yet, he sort of disqualified himself from the promises of God. And because he had given himself to violence and because he had taken another man's wife as his own and then had his her husband killed in the front lines of battle Bathsheba and, and Uriah God said I will not disqualify you from being a part your 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 legacy will continue but from this day forward your reign over Israel will be marked with the sword in other words, you will never find rest. You will be, and in fact, your children will rise up against you. And all of those things came painfully true. But he has this son or this child with Bathsheba, which dies. And so he goes through this mourning and this fasting and this grieving. And then at the end of it, we find this passage. It says, then David comforted his wife Bathsheba. And he slept with her. And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And David named him Solomon. We know that name well. Because what did Solomon get to do? He built the temple. So David was going to be known for war. And Solomon was going to be known as for the house of God. Solomon was going to be given this great blessing to continue in David's legacy, but it was going to be up to Solomon to build this temple, which included the very presence of God in the Holy of Holies. So they named him Solomon, which is a really significant name. I'll get to that. But then it says, but the Lord loved the child. So God is not holding the anger against him because he sinned. Really important. Many people live with shame. Many people live with regret. And God is not holding that against you, waiting to get back at you for your shortcomings. Walk in freedom. Be delivered. But then he sent word through the prophet, Nathan the prophet, that they should name him Jedediah. Interesting. This is like one of the only places that we read the name Jedediah. To this day, we don't know if he grew up as, oh, that's Jed. And then when he kind of like found his own voice, he goes, nope, I'm going to be Solomon. Some people take on a different name or want to be known differently. My son's name is Bjorn David. And I know that I ruined him for every first day of school when they're doing roll call. Because everyone is hooked on phonics and wants to go, Bjorn? Bj B is BJ here? Bjorn? And I was like, son... If you want to go by David at any point, everyone can pronounce that, and that would be okay. It wouldn't hurt our feelings. He's like, I like my name. I'm like, have at it. Spend the rest of your life correcting people. Nevertheless, we don't know if he ever went by the name Jedediah. But what's significant is the meaning of both of the names. The parents name him Solomon, and that's how we've come to know Solomon as king of Israel. Solomon has two significant meanings. It looks like the Hebrew word for shalom. What does the Hebrew word for shalom mean except peace? So 
Now, God is wanting to do a new work that even though his father was known by war and the sword and adultery, there's going to be something new. And they wanted to give this name to him, that he would be a king that would lead in peace. Even if he had to fight for it, he was going to lead peacefully and build the presence of God. But then the Lord sends word through the prophet Nathan and names him Jedediah. Why is that so significant? Because the name Jedediah means beloved. It means that you are loved by God. So regardless of what has happened before, I have forgiven you. There are consequences, but understand this. You may not believe it. You may not feel it. You may not even understand it, but you're in fact loved by God. And your life will be marked by my love. Now go. That has to affect us in our own theology, in our own working through things that we have done that we regret. Understand this, today, right now, regardless of your past, regardless of what's led up to this moment in history, you are God's beloved. And he has given us this name. Whether you believe it, agree with it, or understand it, God has displayed his love for you. And in all of these really subtle and grandiose ways, God keeps pouring out, revealing his loving faithfulness, his loving patience, his loving kindness in such a significant way that sometimes we miss it. I don't want to miss it. I want to practice the rhythm of renewal that resensitizes my heart. A couple of weeks ago, I referenced a, a, a movie that came out that the fastest growing church is the church in Iran. And it's led primarily among women. And they say, if you start a church, you may get disciples. But if you look to make disciples, you'll always end up with a church. And so there is this movement where Islam is crumbling and the mosques are largely empty because there's this movement of the Holy Spirit of God working through Iran. Are you kidding me? The fastest growing church in the world is in Iran? I got to tell you, this ignited something for me. I began praying with a newfound faith. I began praying for things that I didn't think were even possible, that that is not even measurable, except that I believe that God is doing a work. And only sometimes do I get to see it. I don't know what, you, what name you live with. I mean, we all have our name where parents gave us, but sometimes we end up carrying the name failure. Maybe, maybe too often we carry the name shame. Maybe we carry the name um, <clears throat> of ugly, unwanted, abandoned, abused. And that name is telling a story that's not true about what God believes. And you are Jedediah. You are loved by God. You are God's beloved. That is your identity. And that, that can change everything. 